Hey fam, hello, hello, hello. Family, I'm here with a word, okay? And the Lord, he told me to come on here and talk about the lust of the flesh. The lust of your flesh. And he gave me some Bible verses to go to, and we're just going to let the Holy Spirit flow and do what he came here to do, okay? Let's go to 1 John chapter 2. Verse 16. So, 1 John, chapter 2, verse 16. And it says, I'm sorry, verse 15. Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away, along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. When you love this world, the things that it offers you, you're never going to be content. There's never contentment when you're in the world. You always want more, 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 right? That's all you want. You're never completely pleased. You can get the car of your dreams, and then the next, the next week, you want another car because the car of your dreams ain't the car of your dreams no more. You can get a beautiful house. But eventually that house gets old and the things in it gets old and you want new things. You're never pleased. You're never pleased. But when you are in the will of God, when you love God, you want more and more and more of him. And you begin to lose touch with this world. Okay? I want to take you to um, Romans 7. Romans 7. The Lord, he been like really bringing this word to me, child. Like he just keep on. I think this word has been cooking for like a week or two. I, it's been a minute, but I just been sitting in it because I always want God's word to come how he wants it to come. And I never want to move and jump. But like I knew the Lord was tugging at my heart like, this is what I need you to go say. And I'm like, Lord, I'm going to say everything that you tell me to say, okay? Sometimes you just got to sit there. And you really got to allow the Lord to, like, minister to your spirit. And then you get that, all right, now go get that word. You get that nudge in your spirit like it's time, right? Um, let's, I'm going to start at verse 14. So the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I'm all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So am I. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, 
I am not really the one doing wrong. It's sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that's dominated by sin and death? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's laws. But because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. I want to take you back up to where it says... um, Where was it at, Lord? And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. That is a banger, child. But you got to come to the point, right, where you got to really be willing to crucify your flesh. You got to put to death the sinful things that is lurking within you. And since you cannot do it, God has the power to break the yoke off of you. God has the power to take that yoke off your neck. But you got to come to him. You can't just sit there and be like, oh, I wish that things was different. Oh, I'm trying. Oh, I'm this. No, by the power of God, you will be set free from sin. Do you understand that every sin was was on Jesus? Jesus bore the sins of all of us, child. He was crushed for our iniquities. He was pierced for our rebellion. So he has set, he has the power. Jesus has the power today to set you free from what is lurking within you. I don't know if anybody ever told you that, but by the power of God, you can be set free. You don't have to do what you know is wrong. God can set you free from that. All he wants, listen, God wants a a contrite spirit. He wants a broken heart, okay? That's what he wants. He wants you to be repentant. He wants your heart to be broken. He wants you to turn away from evil. That is what God wants. He will strengthen you. He will encourage you. Do you understand me? He will get you to this expected end he has said before you. But you got to give him what is lurking within you. He said in verse 24, oh, what a miserable person I am. Let me tell you something. When you're trying to fight this battle alone, what miserable person you are because you don't have the power. The power is not, you don't obtain it. You have it within you because it's the power of God, but it's not something that you can do by yourself. It's, you have to allow Jesus to do what he can do for you. I'm telling you, he will do it, child. He will do it. It says, I, um, who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. The answer is in Jesus. And he said, if you remain in me and I remain in you, he said, you will produce plenty of fruit. He said, a a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. And he said, you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. That's what he said. 
So if you're in him and he is in you, you will produce plenty of fruit. He, he wants you to bring his name glory. So you will produce the fruit that you are looking for. You can demolish these strongholds that is holding you back. You can, you can say no to these setbacks in the name of Jesus. Once you surrender to him, once you have that moment, like in the garden of, of Gethsemane, when he said, nevertheless, not my will, but yours. When you have that moment in your life, when you say, nevertheless, I don't want to do this, but nevertheless, I don't want to go there, but nevertheless. I, I don't want to give this up. But nevertheless, when you have that moment, you will be set free. Because he said, if, if, listen, a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. That is the word straight from Jesus' mouth. Straight from his mouth. That is, um, I think it's John 15. I'll look it up for you in a second. So, the answer is in Jesus. And if you allow yourself to 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 trust in God if you give God your yes if you surrender to him if you repent if you turn away from your sins you can destroy the lust of your flesh you want what pleases you to the eye that's like how when Samuel went to go anoint the next king right and Samuel was like surely it was this brother surely it was that brother but God told him he said listen he said man looks at the outward but God looks at the man's heart because we go off of what what, what we see God goes by what we can't see so once you tap into the kingdom of God you begin to experience a life and the life that you never thought you could have. This heavenly vision that God will give to you is something that you would have never even thought of. God wants to take you into places. He wants to bring you into rooms and he wants you to be like Moses. When you get there, you tell them that I am has sent you. That is the desires that God has for you. That's the thoughts that God thinks towards you is that I'm trying to put you in rooms that you don't belong in. I'm trying to put you in rooms they said you didn't qualify for. That's my will for you but will you give me your yes will you give me your yes that's what God is asking it says in my mind I really want to obey God's laws but my of my sinful nature I am a slave to sin but you gotta put to death the sinful things that's lurking within you it's time to really have this talk with God and you, you tell him, Father, reveal to me what is in me that is not of you. Take away the things that is only pleasing this flesh, God. I surrender my will to you. Lord, I don't want to go anywhere you're not sending me. I don't want to be friends with nobody you haven't set in my life. I don't want to go nowhere you're not at, Lord. I, I want to be with you. That's what God wants. That's what God wants. It's, it's, it's like in James chapter 4. He said, when you pray, you pray amiss. You only praying for what gives you pleasure. He said, what is causing the, the fights and the quarrels among you? You want what others have and you'll fight and scheme to get it. And even, even then you don't get it. And even when you pray, you don't get it. Because when you're praying, you're praying amiss. You, you only want what's going to bring you pleasure. 
And sis, it, it, I, I understand because I have prayed in my flesh and I wanted what gave me pleasure. But as I got to understand how, how, how selfless Jesus is, how I began to see how he poured his life out for men, as I got to see how he showered me in forgiveness, it made me want to take a step back from the me, me, me and say, Lord, how can I serve you? I said, I love you. So I'm willing to feed your sheep, Lord. Let me present myself to you as a living sacrifice, God. I have, I have a, a broken spirit. I have a contrite heart. I got that. That's I got. That's all I have to offer. And you know what he did? He said, that's all that I needed. He's like, that's all that I needed right there. Now you cook it with fire. Now you cook it with fire. Okay. Once, once you start getting into the will of God, listen, just like Peter, he told Peter three times, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And he said, if you love me, you won't feed my sheep. You don't live a life for you, 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 you no more. But you live a life of how can I build the kingdom? It's not about the cars. It's not about the clothes. It's not about the jewelry. It's not about the money. It's not about the fame. It's not about none of that. It's about seeing the kingdom of heaven advance. That's what it's about. It took me to the point where I had to have negative dollars in my bank account, not knowing which way to turn because I didn't have nowhere to turn to realize that I can lose everything. But what do I have if I lose God? I could get everything else back. But if I lose the father, if I lose God, if I don't have a relationship with him, what do I have? Child, you speaking to somebody that had to lose everything, <laughs> everything, child, everything. But it was to gain Jesus. Do I do I do I sit here and do I mourn over losing things? No, because as I lost the things that I was clinging on to, when when he finally, because sometimes the Lord had to snatch it out of my hand, child. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna even cap on you. He had to snatch it, child. He had to snatch it. But as when it got out of my hand, he began to fill me more with him. And I was just like, okay, after all, I didn't need that. I, I didn't need that. I lived the life of being materialistic. I lived the life of wanting people to think that I had all of this money and, and, and I had the, my hair and my nails done and all that. I, I cared about what men thought of me. And, and, and then I put God to the back burner because I wasn't worried about him. But see, it was because Jesus' selfishness, his, his selflessness, I think that's how you say it, selflessness, it was because of that, that he still pulled me back to him. He still brought me close to him. He still redeemed me. He still ransomed me. He has told me he calls me by name because of his sacrifice. So when you begin to understand that by your sacrifice, even when I didn't care about you, you still made a plan for me? You still love me? It ain't about things no more. It's not what it's about no more. It's about how can I please you? How can I serve you? Create in me, Father, a clean heart. I don't want to live in sin. Be the light. Be the lamp that guides my feet, Father. 
because I, I want to be where you are. This earth doesn't matter. The, the heavens and earth will disappear, but he said my words will never disappear. And it's funny because as I was getting scripture together for this word, um, the Lord, he brought me to Ecclesiastes and I just began to read Ecclesiastes. I started at chapter one. I think I read up to like chapter three and how Solomon was full of wisdom. He was full of wisdom. Excuse me. He had everything he, he wanted. And, and he had, he just was full of wisdom. And you know what he said? He said, everything is meaningless. Like chasing the wind. What do you gain? You can gain this whole world, but then when you die, you got to leave it to somebody else. And you don't even know if that person is going to handle what you left them properly. You don't know. People will fight and scratch a living and, and, and a finesse systems and rob Peter to try to try to get stuff from Paul all over something that doesn't mean anything. But the one thing that means everything, everybody puts to the back burner. It's people that worship celebrities, but won't worship the creator of that celebrity. You'll worship that talent, but you won't worship the one who gave them the talent, child. I'm saying this because it is more words coming in these next few days. Because the Lord, he really is only about judgment and his judgment. And how he's judging the land and he's giving people their due judgments, right? And and I feel bad because people don't understand that you can gain everything. You could be as successful as you want to be. But if you don't have a relationship with the Father, if you don't desire the Lord more than you desire the breath in your lungs, if you do not have that, you have nothing. If you don't wake up each morning needing to hear from God, needing a word, needing him just to say one thing to you. If you don't desire that, I'm sorry you have been deceived because that is all what it's about. Mm. You could be as successful as you want to be, but if you are not in your purpose, all of that is meaningless. All of that is meaningless. If you're not in your purpose, if you don't have a relationship with God, I don't care about how how many bins you got. I don't care about how many houses, how many cars that you got. Because you know what? The father don't care about that. When you get before him, he's going to ask you. When, I, when you was hungry, you didn't feed me. When I was hungry, you didn't feed me. When I was thirsty, you didn't give me nothing to drink. You didn't give me any clothes when you seen I needed it. You you didn't do anything. And people are going to be in front of the Lord and they're going to say, well, Lord, when did I see you hungry and didn't feed you? When did I see you thirsty and didn't give you nothing to drink? And you know what he's going to say? He's going to say, when you when you see the least of my brothers and sisters and you didn't do it for them, you you, you didn't do it for me. And, and And it's being brought up to you this way. Because God is trying to get you to understand that he's not, he is not pleased with, with how successful you think that you are. He don't care about how much money you had. Okay. 
You see where being hungry for the bad guy Judas. Judas wanted the bag until he realized that he had to betray Jesus to get it. Then he came into the full understanding of he 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 betrayed God. And then he didn't want the bag no more. He didn't want the bag after that. He tried to get the bag back. Don't be deceived. Don't be like, oh, I just got to get to the bag. I got to get to the bag. I got to get to the bag. That bag is meaningless. That bag is like chasing the wind. You can have a, a million in your bank account right now. You could be a billionaire right now. You could lose it all tomorrow. You could drop dead tomorrow. And where is your soul going? That's what's important. That's what I need you to understand. Um, Let's go to Romans 8. I'm going to go down to verse. Um, I'm going to start at verse 1. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law will be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the spirit if you have the spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the spirit gives you life because you've been made right with God. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. He's saying, listen, your flesh is weak, but he said, but the spirit is willing. Okay. He said, your flesh is very weak, but the spirit is willing. He said, if you come to me, if you come to me, I will set you free. And he said, as my word says, as who the son says free is free. Indeed. Listen, you free indeed. He said, come to me and I will give you freedom. You will overcome this if you come to me. He said, come to me ready to hear what I had to say to you. He said, ask me to give you ears that hear. Ask me to give you a heart that understands, that, that that's willing to obey me. He said, ask me for these things and I will set you free. Um, Let's go to verse 2. 
No matter what it is, I'm telling you, child, if you got drug addiction, he can set you free. If you if you got uh, gluttony issues, he can set you free. If you got an addiction to porn, to for, um, fornication, pornography, whatever it is, he will set you free. He said, listen, if you are having intrusive thoughts, he said, I can set you free. He said, there's nothing that I can do for you. He said, I can set you free from all. He said, I can set you free free from that childhood trauma if you come to me he said i can set you free from that low self-esteem if you come to me if you if you come to me he said i will give you rivers of living water they will burst from you if you come to me just come to him and be ready to hear what he says to you i'm telling you his words set you free child once i lived in a life full of sin i was dominated by my flesh i lived by the fleshly dictates child and what i'm telling you when i began to get this word of god within me when i began to eat this bread when i began to drink this living water child it changed my life it changed my perspective i who i was is not who i am today i never would have thought being who i was back then i never thought i would be sitting here giving you a word today but god said his word was not coming back void over my life he said he he sent out a word when when i was conceived in my mother's womb he said i sent forth a word for you and that's the same thing god did for you he said when you were conceived in your mother's womb he said i have plans for you he said i have purpose for you he said i've placed wisdom inside of you in the womb child he said come to me and i will expose to you what has been locked up inside of you it's been hidden inside of you for such a time as this that is what god is saying child he's saying it's in your belly he said it's in your belly and if you just let me unlock it he said it will flow from your mouth in the name of jesus he said his word his word has already been sent forth over your life it's already been placed in your heart he said just let him unlock it that's what he said can i tell you something real quick it it, being in your purpose it's so easy right (laughs) that it is it's even harder than what you think because god gives you the word I'll come sit here, right? Mm-mm-mm-mm. I'll come sit here, child, and God will just put his words in my mouth. I'm telling you, I don't be having a clue. He just uh, tell me what it's about. And then he'd be like, when you ready to go do the word, I'm ready. And I'd be like, all right, Lord, that's true words. He'd be like, when you ready to go get that word, I'm ready. And I'd be like, all right, Lord. <laughs> you know, sometimes I eat off of it myself first because I don't never just want to be a, 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 a hearer of the word. I want to be a doer of the word. I don't ever want to be a person that's preaching. But then when I get from the Lord, he's saying, I don't know you. I don't never want to be one of them people to be like, Lord, but I prophesied it in your name. And I casted out demons in your name. And he'd be like, but I don't know you. I don't want to be one of them people. So first, I let the word sit in me first. I get that word in me first. And then I'd be like, okay, it's digested. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll come and I'll, I'll give it to you. And he just puts it he just puts it on my tongue child it's just that that water like a river it just gush out i'm telling you it's like when you see a wildfire and it might have just started at one house and then it just goes down the whole block that's how the holy spirit lights this fire within me and i don't even know how it started (laughs) i don't even know how it started but i just know i don't want it to go out okay 
Um, it says, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the spirit, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live for all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. You know, sometimes, I ain't going to say sometimes, a lot of the time when you, be, when you begin to die to yourself, you begin to have this suffering. But it's because it's part of the death process. You got to mourn who you are. You got to mourn that. You 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 gotta you gotta come to reality of who you are, right? But I'm here to tell you, you are an heir to the throne. You are an heir. You are 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 together with Jesus. You are an heir to God's glory. That means that God's glory is yours <laughs> because you're an heir to the throne. Do you understand, oh, child? Do you understand that? Do you understand that? Even in the suffering, Jesus came down here and he suffered. He suffered. So if he suffered, that means you're going to have to suffer. Can I tell you something real quick? Because I feel like this is going to bless somebody. When I first was like, really like, I'm all for Jesus. (laughs) And I was like, I'm all for Jesus and I'm with it. I had to stop smoking, right? And I say I have very loosely because God had to set me free. But I used to have dreams, child. I used to have dreams of like the grinder on a platter, child. And people would be offering me like weed, right? And I would I would dream about it. I would desire that pull. Like you, if you a smoker, you understand what I'm saying. Like I just desired that pull. I ain't even like it was just very weird, right? But it wasn't weird. It was the fact that I was trying to my 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 flesh was trying to be tempted by the desire that was within me. But by the power of God, He strengthened me to be like no. Of course, those dreams, they, they, they made me feel weird because I didn't want to do it. But in a part of me wanted to do it and I knew it wasn't right, but I wanted to do it. But I'm here to tell you, God set me free, child. Okay. You're, you're talking to a person that rolled up every morning all day long. And when I tell you, I haven't touched a blunt in years. That is the truth. It's been, it's been years because by the power of God. I don't wake up desiring, uh, desiring the um, the Dutch no more. I don't wake up desiring. I need the Bible, child. I need Lord. What is the word today? I listen. I, that's how I am, Lord. What's the word? I need you to give me a word. Just one, just one word, and I'm good for the day. I need Him to bless me with His presence, and that's all I need. All that other stuff was a counterfeit. All that other stuff was for this flesh. 
You get what I'm saying? We bringing it back to the lust of this flesh. It was just to make my flesh feel good. It was to get my, um, it was so I couldn't be sober minded. So I, so I was more able to be deceived. I was more able to, to fall more down that rabbit hole because my guard was down. Right? That's why the Bible tells you be sober, be sober minded, be vigilant because the enemy is out here like a roaring lion seeking for who he devour. If you up here higher than high, your guard's down. You definitely going to bite the apple then. Well, you know, some people probably going to be like, but it wasn't an apple. But you get what I'm saying. You going to definitely fall into sin when you're not being sober minded. God's not being hard on you. God's not telling you, oh, don't drink, don't smoke because he being corny. That's not what God's doing. God knows that your guard is going to be down. He knows that you're going to, that, that these spirits are going to be able to influence you. These spirits is going to be able to infiltrate you. I think that's the word that I want to say, child. He knows that these spirits will be able to deceive you quicker. You understand me? He's telling you not to fornicate, not to get into pornography because he understands the, 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 the power of these evil spirits. He understands that once you give them a foothold, they will destroy your life. He knows that once you, you, you lay down with this person, the two become one flesh. And then later down the line, when this person reveals to you that he's a narcissist, you have been joined to a narcissist. And now that soul tie got you attached. This person is an abuser. He's abusing you. But God seen his heart. You only saw that he looked good. But then God saw his heart. God knew he was going to put his hands on you. So he was warning you. But you didn't want to listen because you went off the lust of your flesh. God tries to save you from the lust of your flesh. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to just keep flowing, but um, what is, what else am I going? Lord, what else should I go to? I'm going to read you Romans 13. Let's go to Romans 13. We in Romans heavy today, but Romans is where it's at because the Romans is telling you what you need to hear. Okay. Let's go to 13. Um, okay. Let's, I'm gonna start at verse 11. Oh, wait, I'm going to go to verse 10. Love does no wrong to others. So love fulfills the requirements of God's law. This is all the more urgent for you now, how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up, for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living. Because we belong to the day, we must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity and immoral living or in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. Child, when the thought cross your mind, when a flashback cross your mind, you I put that thing to death. You be like, no, we're not doing that today in the name of Jesus. Lord, renew my mind. Give me new thoughts. Give me, give me, give me. Give me a heart of gratitude towards you. You can't let them, them, them lustful thoughts stay in your mind. 
You know, you get that, that nasty flashback. You know what I'm talking about. You letting this fester because your flesh remember how it felt. So then now you sitting there and you wondering why you ready to slip up and go and fornicate. Because you got, you got to put the death that thought. You got to put the death that thought. It said, instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Desire to be in God's presence. Desire that. But Lord, I just want to be where you are. Lord, I want to be in your presence. And when you desire that, that's what you will receive. Ask and you will receive Ask and, they sh- and you shall receive according to his will. And don't be out here asking the stuff that only bring you pleasure. Ask to dwell in God's presence. And when you begin to dwell in God's presence, you be like, I want everybody to know. <laughs> Child, I'm sitting here on a podcast right now. You listening to me with, in whatever country you listening to, whatever state you listening to. Because listen, I'm telling you, God's presence is where you want to be. I'm over here talking to people in countries I ain't ever even been before about the, the power of God because I want you to experience it. <laughs> it is amazing. Oh, child. It is amazing. The presence of God. Just knowing he is with you. Who Jesus. Desire that. I'm going to pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, First and foremost, I want to thank you for your sacrifice, Lord. I thank you that you said nevertheless, Father, and you still poured yourself. You 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 gave up your body for our sins, Father God. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you that even in this word, you are bringing your people back to you. You are calling yours back to you, Father God. And I just thank you, Lord. Father, I'm just praying for this child receiving this word, Lord. I'm praying that she begins to desire you, that she wants to dwell with you, that she wants to be with where you are, Lord. I pray that she begins to say no to, to the sinful things lurking within her. I pray that she begins to come out from among those people you have called her out from, Father God, and she chooses to surrender to you. No longer will she be rebellious, Lord, but she will choose to surrender to your will and purpose for her life, God. Lord, I'm just praying, Lord, over her, Father, pleading Psalms 91, pleading the blood over her, Father. I'm praying that you just give her a strong desire to want to repent and turn away, Lord. I'm praying she gets to experience your presence, Lord. Just one touch, Father God. I pray that she becomes as as desperate for you as the woman with the issue of blood, Lord, and knowing that if she just gets one touch from you, Father, if she presses this crowd, Lord, that she will touch the hem, Father God, and that she will receive wholeness from you. Okay, Lord, that's what I'm praying for. I'm praying that she gets wholeness from you, Lord. I'm praying that she just becomes um, a fire that just blazes for you, Lord. I'm praying that your purpose and your will in her life will be fulfilled. And that every, every weapon that formed against her will not prosper, Father. All that the tongues that rise up to condemn her, Father God. I pray that she puts all of them under her feet, Father God. Lord, I'm just praying that she begins to see the beauty and the pain. And the betrayal and the hurt, Lord. 
I pray that she just trusts you again. I pray that she believes in you again. I pray that she just pours her heart out and she begins to tell you about all the pain that you already know is there. And I pray that as she releases it to you, Lord, and she begins to speak out of this pain and she begins to tell you how she feels, Lord, I pray that you fill her with your love. Mm. I pray that you fill her with your love and, and you just let her know that it's okay. I pray that your spirit just begins to bear witness with her pain, Lord, and she begins to see that none of it was in vain. Lord, I give your name all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And it's in your name, Lord. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Whew, family, I'm going to let you go. <laughs> you know, because you need time to go pray to your father. This is one of them long ones. This is like 40 minutes. This is like how it used to be back, back, back. But I just really had to come get this word. So... Because that's what my father told me to do. Now, you go do your part and you go allow the Lord to confirm to you that this word is for you. And I pray that you're just blessed by it in Jesus' name. So, I love you so, 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 so much. But let's not forget that most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.